0: a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Episode 72 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, On the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network, Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. I don't know how to feel this week, guys. I'm a little all over the place going into this week's show. I don't know if I should be excited. I don't know if I should be extremely nervous. I don't know if I should just be both and deal with it. I'm so back and forth on this all because of the draft next week is the draft we're a week away from the draft and the draft podcast more importantly um <laughs> breaking down what the knicks do in this draft trust me we'll get to a lot of that this uh, this week there's a lot to get to a lot of interesting stuff with the draft but we're gonna finish with the draft this week I'm, i had a feeling that you know again a lot of people I've been talking to that, that follow the Knicks, that follow the NBA, friends of mine, they just want to talk draft. A lot of people want to talk draft. A lot of people want to debate what the Knicks should do. It's the here and now. It's what's in front of us at the moment. That's what everybody's talking about. But I want to start with the headlines first. It's going to be a very strictly Knicks podcast. There's a lot to get to, but let's start with the headlines of the week with the Knicks, the first one is a bit of a downer, I have to say, but I want to lead with it because it's important. Uh, according to multiple reports, the Knicks have closed their training center. Three employees have tested positive for COVID nineteen. This happened on Tuesday night, and the team actually announced it as well on Tuesday. Basically, this the the statement on Twitter said that the positive test. Uh, the positive tests part of me showed up in routine screenings quote they are all systematic and currently under quarantine the team said of the individuals who have tested positive um the msg training center is temporarily closed for a thorough cleaning and obviously they don't know yet if these positive tests were among players or other members of the organization of course, this this is coming on the heels of the NBA announcing that the season is going to begin on December 22nd, and it's going to play a shortened 72-game NBA regular season, and I guess we'll see what happens with the playoffs. Obviously, the uh, the NBA is going to have some options there, hopefully, if we potentially have a vaccine, potentially have more ideas, or, I mean, worked well the first time, possibly another NBA bubble, maybe even down in Orlando yet again it's just a reminder that you guys have got to continue any everyone out there has got to continue to follow the protocols continue to you know you know express the caution and provide the resources that have to be provided to the families to your to yourselves to make sure that you and the people around you are safe that's what's most important it's it's coming back. You know, COVID is having another run at us here and you guys have got to stay on top of it. I'm trying my best. I know you guys out there are trying your best. You got to keep at it. Because these are the holidays and people're going to want to get together indoors. You got to try your best to work around it. That's just the way it goes right now. Obviously, it's great to hear that the NBA season is going to be back on December 22nd. It's a perfect time I think for it. It makes a lot of sense um the 72 game season i think is a it's an odd number but i think it in the for the most part it makes some sense you can spread the games out a little bit more if you want for travel for potential positive tests you know for arenas to be prepared and and things of that nature so we'll see i I think the nba has got as good a shot as anybody at figuring this out over the length of close to a normal regular season so again just want to point that out before we really dive into the headlines because it's important And it's stuff that needs to continue in order for us to beat the pandemic and finally get over the hump for good. And again, it's, it's not just in the United States in other places as well, in other places as well, especially in Europe, it's picking back up again. So this is the time to keep going to not rest on our laurels here. So it's it's definitely interesting. No doubt about that. All right. The number one headline though, as far as on the court stuff this week, as far as player moves, personnel. And things of that nature is that Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. And not only does Russell Westbrook want out, James Harden wants out of Houston as well. Very interesting news in the NBA and specifically involving the Knicks in that regard. Very, very juicy news. No question about that. The Knicks have been expressed as a potential fit uh, a couple others that have been mentioned as well as far as you know playoff contenders uh, sacramento is certainly one indiana is another of course could be getting rid of victor oladipo the portland trailblazers are another that some have thrown out there as a potential destination a couple others you know again the knicks are one some are definitely expressing interest for russell westbrook to come to new york the cleveland cavaliers by the way are another that some prognosticators out there the so-called experts have thrown out there for potential trades for russell westbrook not a ton makes sense i have to say I, i i don't see the portland trailblazers blowing things up uh to get russell westbrook i think there's some beef still there between uh russell westbrook and damian lillard i think you have to give up too much to get them and i think you could decimate the roster by doing so i think cleveland and new york make a little bit of sense because again you're trying to build a team for the future and you need some stars to help you do that and potentially russell westbrook could be a piece that can maybe attract other pieces to come play in new york or cleveland or maybe even sacramento who knows uh is an interesting one. I don't think the personality fits for Indiana. I don't know if the Indiana fans will like the way Russell Westbrook plays and the way he he reacts on the court. I think Indiana kind of likes more of a business-like approach. Uh the the fans of Indianapolis tend to like guys that are more uh you know, again, not, not this is not taking anything away from Russell Westbrook's work ethic, but more business-like on the court, not really, you know, not showing as much emotion. Uh, and things like that just kind of going about your business doing your job on the court and and Russell Westbrook's a guy that'll get animated on the court and I don't think that's really a thing that Indiana fans are there's not too many Indiana players over the years you know Reggie Miller's probably an exception to that rule and uh, maybe a few others maybe a Jalen Rose and things like that but not too many over the years where you see them get very animated and, and be you know over the top for lack of a better term, which is what kind of Russell Westbrook can be at times as a personality. And also remember, Russell Westbrook wants to win, which could easily take the Knicks and the Cavs out of this scenario. So it's, it's interesting, no question about it. But I, I, I you know, I've been listening, you know, I've been going around doing some errands, today, getting reacclimated to the tri-state area. A lot of people a lot of people going back and forth on this one as far as the Knicks and Russell Westbrook. Some are saying this is classic Knicks, you know, getting somebody when they're past their prime. I, I see that. You know, I don't get me wrong. This is a big contract. I think he's got three years, almost $133 million left on this deal. And he's turning 34 in that final season. Um, and I believe he does have a player option at the end of that for $47 million. That's a lot of dough that's a lot a lot of dough so i can see the trepidation this is not the russell westbrook of four or five years ago but i'd argue it's still a damn good russell westbrook now listen i'm a big fan of russell westbrook's i've been so for a long time I, i i also have said on this podcast i think if you had to choose between the two i would take chris paul over russell westbrook in a potential trade because it'd be a shorter term deal but also it could be better for the culture of the team. Now that being said, you would get Russell Westbrook for longer. You could potentially attract another star knowing that this, this man is bought in for this many years thinking that, you know, he's still going after a championship and if he can do it in New York, that cements his legacy for life. So, and also by the way, we talk about the personality and the, and the hard work ethic and the talent of the player. Madison Square gardens a pretty darn good place to be somebody like russell westbrook so i i think it's an interesting one it's an interesting one for me i i was the more i hear people talking about it the more i started like really looking at both sides of it the more intrigued i got i have to i have to be honest the more intrigued i got about it i'm not it's i'm not fully on board i can't fully say that i would i would be a, on board with the knicks making this deal it's a lot of money to, to suck up it could easily backfire On the Knicks but there are more positives I think that people are giving this potential deal credit for Russell Westbrook's still a pretty darn good player and if you could get two or three years out of that four or five out of him where he's performing at a high level and you can add somebody else or two during that time it can end up paying off for the Knicks now again there's a lot of ifs there a lot of ifs But one of the big keys is getting that first star to commit, right? Russell Westbrook could be that first star. CP3 could be that first star to commit. But again, there's a lot of ifs. It's a a risk. It's a risk. No question about it. It could backfire on James Dolan. No question about that. But we'll have to see how the situation plays out i know i'm intrigued i'm curious to hear what you guys think as well let me know either in the comments posting and toasting.com or as always you guys love to hit me up on twitter at J 7 make sure you guys go there and let me know what you think about the current situation with the knicks and potential trades that and potential moves that they could put in motion over the next couple of weeks and months we'll have to see We'll have to see i i've been more intrigued about it the more i've looked into this the more I've, I've really dove in and gotten more opinions on this and gotten people reaching out to me and giving me their two cents the more i kind of think you know hey there's a, there's a world where this works out for the knicks but we'll see i have to say that news was a little bit encouraging this news was a lot encouraging earlier today looking back on it uh over the last couple of hours here before recording here, as I normally do on the Thursday, New York post headline, Victor Oladipo's message to the Knicks quote, can I come play with y'all Victor? It was up to me, man. I put you on board. According to the Indianapolis star Oladipo three times, apparently told opposing teams during games. He wanted to join them in front of his Pacers teammates it happened against the raptors it happened against the heat and it happened against the knicks can i come play with y'all was what oladipo would say to the teams the knicks have obviously been rumored to be interested in trading for victor oladipo and a deal would probably include two first round picks 2021 and 2023 potentially also julius randall and either dennis smith jr or frank Nilikina. and remember victor ladipo is entering the final year of an 85 million dollar contract so you'll have to pay him as well he's also a little injury prone as well he's 20 he's 28 years old And to be fair to him on Instagram, he denied the claims that he wanted to move saying, I'm a pacer dog quote. I'm a pacer dog. I'm a pacer. I can't control the rumors, man. All the ones on the internet. I don't even know where they come from. I'm just in the background working on my knee, trying to get right for next year. Fair play because that's going to be the most important thing for Victor Oladipo moving forward. He's got to be healthy for anybody to really feel good about dealing for him so i'm glad that that's his number one priority to be fair for a brief moment i had westbrook oladipo lobs flashing in my head i know the knicks probably don't have enough to get both of those deals done but i think either one of those guys would be a really interesting addition to this knicks roster i really do listen i think russell westbrook if you compare these two side by side and listen Victor Lodepo's obviously got other teams on his radar that it would be great great options for him to go win a championship. I think him on the heat is probably not a good idea. <laughs> There's there'd be a, there'd be maybe one or too many two cooks in the kitchen there. Maybe too much ball needed on that roster. However, especially if they by the way, especially if they sign Giannis. Yeah. Not sure that's gonna work out with Victor Ladipo going to the heat however with the raptors however with the raptors i have to say it's an interesting one it's an interesting one now the other thing is apparently fred van fleet right nicks are interested in fred van fleet fred van fleet told jj reddick on his podcast the old man in the three i'm trying to get paid man quote unquote and he added quote i'm not shy about that so if fred van fleet were to leave toronto that kind of opens up a spot for victor oladipo so the knicks again the knicks are in on three guys here maybe four if you include cp3 cp3 russell westbrook victor oladipo fred van fleet for me the knicks need to put again all these are difficult moves to make. All of them come with their own risk. But I think if the Knicks can grab one of these guys, nail the draft, right? There's something there. There's something there to build on. For me, I would lean towards a Victor Oladipo potentially, maybe a, a CP3 backup as a Russell Westbrook option there. And then you look at the draft. Then where can we can we, can we move up? right and, and on our site today posting and toasting.com we wrote documenting a report saying the knicks are one of the teams looking to move up to number two in the draft the knicks are looking to make that move it's a good sign the knicks are among candidates looking to move up to number two in the nba draft here's the issue right and this is from this is from espn quote the warriors are actively discussing trades including scenarios that would net them starting caliber front court players along with a pick in the top 10 the bulls the pistons and the knicks are among the candidates so again this is great right the knicks are involved in all of these options however however The issue for me is the Knicks obviously don't have enough to get four of these trades done, right? They've got to choose wisely here. They really do. They really have got to make this work. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens here because what's going to be the best fit for the for, for. for the team it's so tough right it's such a tough decision to make it's such a tough decision to make here it really is so difficult i think i think for me if i had to do if i was running the knicks and thank god i'm not but if i was running the knicks I would lean towards training up in the draft taking LaMelo Ball and then trying to trade for Victor Oladipo. That's where I'd be at. I think I'd probably lean away from Russell Westbrook. I would div- I would think about Chris Paul. I would think about it. I would think about it. I would because if you can get victor oladipo on board you take Lamelo ball in the draft maybe the option opens up to sign fred van fleet in free agency that is a very very interesting offseason for the knicks right there that is a, tr- a franchise transforming offseason for the new york knicks lamello ball fred van fleet victor ladipo that changes things in new york that changes things in a big way from last season that's a team with rj barrett mitchell robinson and company with obviously a roster that's going to look a lot different no questions about that that maybe he's got a puncher's chance at making the playoffs next year so again this is on leon rose and this front office core to put together the deals that have to be made to get this team going in the right direction. It's out there on the table once again for the Knicks. We were here a year ago, roughly, (laughs) where the Knicks had it all in front of them. They've got some stuff in front of them again here. Can they capitalize on it? We'll have to see. Draft night is going to tell us a lot, I think, about what we're going to expect moving forward over the next couple of weeks. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk draft. You guys have wanted to talk draft yet again this week. I don't I can't blame you. It's coming up. It's next week. We'll talk about it next. What the heck are the Knicks gonna do? We'll try to decipher it after this on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. What are the Knicks gonna do? <laughs> oh man it's it's not only for nick fans like us it's for everybody nobody knows everyone's always interested in what the new york knickerbockers have got up their sleeves on draft night i don't know i, I told you this guys from the beginning i'm not so sure what the knicks are gonna do here i really don't I, i've gone back and forth on this over the last couple of months i mean I felt like I had a I had a good idea of where I wanted the Knicks to go, and then, again, based on what I've been hearing, more and more indications are ma- are, are making me feel like the Knicks are going to let us all down on draft night. Listen, there's a great article. Uh, we'll start with this. A great article on The Athletic, uh, I believe from Mike Vakornov. Let me check on that. Yeah, from Mike Vakornov. Who I think normally writes for The New York Post, but also writes for The Athletic just basically talking about kira lewis jr's meeting with nicks brass earlier this month in miami documenting how much how cool it was for him the player kira lewis jr himself being 19 years old it was a surreal experience for him uh, i hope they were wearing masks because they had dinner out uh at flemings apparently with worldwide west scott perry tom thibodeau all of whom he's known for for a long time got to meet them in person um and just documented you know again the whining and the dining uh between the two and then going into why he could potentially be a good fit for the next talking about his speed talking about his energy talking about his numbers in college and just go, basically going through what could potentially be an interesting move for the Knicks to make in the draft. And listen, I've said this. uh, And by the way, comparing him to some of the other guards in the draft as well. So if you, again, if you have a chance to go read it, I suggest you do. It's kind of long, but that's pretty normal for the athletic. Um, I'd still go take a look at it. Um, It's still very interesting. No question. There's some good quotes in there from a few different people about the dinner, what he could possibly bring to the table and things like that to be fair it's nothing over the moon but if you're again if you're if you don't know a ton about kira lewis jr uh and you you might get shocked if his name gets called for the knicks on draft night don't get shocked and read up on him because it's he's he's got he's got a bit of an interesting story and he's and he's obviously had a whirlwind couple of months here so get, get some background on him before the knicks take him um listen you guys know where i stand on this i think the knicks if they're gonna go for it then they better freaking go for it or we could be really looking at a disastrous draft here uh, moving forward i've gotten some things trickle in about you know what what should the knicks do if they don't trade up that feels like the theme of the last couple of days looking at a couple of your replies to some of my tweets and couple of your guys messages to me and really just looking at Nick Twitterland in general, that seems to be the topic of conversation. If the Knicks can't get Lamella ball, what are they going to do? The first thing they have to do is they have to realize they have to, they have to realize and convince themselves, is this worth it? Is it worth going up to number two in the draft and taking Lamella ball? Because by a lot of indications now, and again, we have no idea what's going to happen on draft night. These are all reports. We don't know if any of these are actually going to, to bear fruit anthony edwards looks like he might be the number one pick and if it's not him it's either going to be lamello ball or it's going to be james wiseman that seems to be the consensus right now those three players are going to go one two and three in some order anthony edwards out of georgia lamello ball the point guard out of you know the united states and overseas of course and james wiseman the center out of memphis who left school early to prepare for the nba draft <sighs> if the knicks don't get Lamelo ball is it is it a failure of a draft i saw some people write that it's not a failure because the knicks still have options here i feel like people are, are, are a lot more down uh, as compared to last week on tyrese halliburton a lot of you guys are not in on him all of a sudden listen I get, I get the issues, right? He's not a a passing point guard per se, although he's got a great eyesight on him. He's got a really good pass on him. He's more of a combo guard. I, I've seen that over the last couple weeks. I think, some, I think someone on our side actually wrote that as well. Listen, I get it, but in the NBA, he's going to be a point guard. I, I really, I don't think there's going to be any if-ands or buts about that i i look at his growth and his potential that's where i think tyrese halliburton becomes a very interesting decision for the knicks to make at eight by the way a decision that might be taken out of the knicks hands by the way i think people not not people are talking about that tyrese halliburton might not be around at eight so that's another decision the knicks are gonna have to 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 settle with before they they get into that war room on draft night killian hayes is falling in some drafts some people think the knicks should take him at eight there was some that again last week i was looking at draft boards that had killian hayes in the top four and all of a sudden he's dropped almost out of the top 10 it's that kind of draft guys it's that kind of draft obi toppin is now trending upward on many draft boards as well there are some that you know again think the knicks if they don't take lamello ball could potentially take obi toppin I don't know i really don't know now listen he spoke with the knicks obi toppin that is on a zoom call earlier this week i believe so the knicks have shown some interest right obviously obi toppin is a local product from brooklyn it's there's a connection there so here's here's the deal with obi toppin and you guys you guys asked a lot about obi toppin earlier in the draft process not as much over the last couple of weeks listen obi toppen is saying all the right things he wants to be a nick he'd love to come here loves the organization yada 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 yeah we get it thank you for saying that but you know we we all know what's what's going on we get why you're saying it why you have to say it the thing with obi Toppin, and i don't mean to go too off the beaten path here but i want to get this out of the way before we really dive into what i think the knicks could potentially do if they don't get Lamelo ball here i don't think it's in i'll start by saying this i don't think obi Toppins going to be a nick on draft night i would be pretty surprised if the Knicks decided to go that route he doesn't really make any sense as far as what he brings to the table i i don't see his fit gelling on this roster listen he's got a world of talent he's a freak athlete he's got upside to him and he left Dayton after his sophomore year. So he's a bit, he's, he's not as much ahead of the game as some of these other guys, but he's ahead of the game. Similar with, by the way, with Tyrese Halliburton. So I, I see the appeal in OB Toppin. I do. However, if the Knicks stay at eight, right? That's one of the scenarios everyone's everyone's worried about. What if the Knicks don't trade up and they don't trade down? For me, I, for me and I've said this from the beginning. There's two options here. The Knicks either take a point guard and I think it's got to be Tyrese Halliburton or Cole Anthony or the Knicks are going to take the best player available and that's going to be a very difficult situation. Who do you take? The Knicks have, again, there's been reports earlier in the draft process they're not a fan of Tyrese Halliburton leaning away from Cole Anthony who, by the way, Cole Anthony continues to plummet on some of these draft boards. I've got him here at 15 going to Orlando. I've seen others where he's even lower than that and some where he's getting closer to the, maybe where San Antonio and Sacramento are talking 11 and 12 respectively, by the way, somebody who's shooting up draft boards, a guy that I don't think is going to be within the Knicks range late in the first round Sadiq Bay out of Villanova. A lot of people have him higher up on the, on their draft boards. I, I really hope he ends up being a late first rounder. I'd love the, the Knicks to grab him. I think he'd be a fantastic piece for the Knicks to add now a lot of people like this as a scenario as well are asking about this scenario what if you take somebody like a Devin Vassell maybe you reach on a Sadiq Bay. maybe you take somebody like if he's available an Isaac Okoro who by the way could be gone by then And then you say, you know what, we'll take Kira Lewis Jr. with that late first round pick. For those that want more of a natural point guard. I again I worry about upside. That's what that's what I worry about. And I don't know if Kira Lewis Jr. brings that to the Knicks. I don't think it's a good environment for him to grow. And again, I again his upside, I don't think is like I feel like Tyrese Halliburton's ceiling is much higher than kira lewis juniors i think i've said that from the beginning i've been pretty consistent with that i get you don't love the fact that there's got to be transition i get the knicks have not had good success with that but if you watch tyrese halliburton play in college he can play the point guard position he's gonna be okay so I, i it's about for me, it's about the potential, and I think Tyrese Halliburton's ceiling is much higher. And and I think that if you don't take a point guard at eight, right, if you don't trade up and you don't take a point guard at eight, the Knicks are gonna be in big trouble in the rest of this draft. I don't know what they're gonna do. Because if you're looking for Cure Lewis Jr. late in the first round, it's a gamble, even if you even if you've you've zoned in on him, right? He could be gone by 27 he might not be there so again you've got to have this right as far as the point guard is concerned from the jump or you're gonna have a really rough night at the draft if you're the knicks because some boards have got the knicks in the late first round taking zeke Naji, or tyler bay or maybe a Jaden mcdaniels i saw vernon carey jr there last week out of duke that's great but if you don't have the point guard with that top pick it's not looking too good and for me those are the biggest one the biggest points in the draft because the the early second round pick the knicks have a multitude of options the knicks can go a bunch of different ways here. They could take another guard. They could also take the best available. Now, by the way, there's a lot of good guards potentially available early in the second round. A laundry list of them. Many, by the way, Jamius Ramsey just dropped into the second round on some boards. He's a player to watch in the early second round area for the Knicks. I think he'd be an interesting pick there at 38 if he's available. Big if, by the way. Devon Dotson on some boards has dropped into the second round. Look out for him. Peyton Pritchard, guy we haven't talked about a ton, out of Oregon, is an interesting option for the Knicks as well. For me, I think, and, and I believe some boards have the Knicks taking him here, Emmanuel Quickly, out of Kentucky, is a very, interesting option at this spot in the draft i think it could it, let's say this right the knicks don't trade up to get lamello ball right they decide against it they say you know what we haven't liked how he's interviewed we don't like we don't want to deal with his dad we don't think he's ready for new york we're not willing to bet everything on this guy okay fair enough if you listen if you come to that conclusion right if you're the knicks okay you have to give up a lot to get this guy. If you're not willing to do it, don't force a square peg into a round hole. Right? Don't do it because because you have to do it because you want to. Right? At eight, if you take Tyrese Halliburton, and then later on in the draft, let's say let's say let's say with that second first round pick, right? You take Zeke Naji out of arizona or you take vernon carey jr out of duke then it then it rolls back to you around 38 and emmanuel quickly's there that's a pretty nice draft right there you take tyrese halliburton you add some depth in the front court and some youth in the front court in a zeke nagy or a vernon carey jr not bad to have especially because you've already addressed potentially a point guard problem. And then you add another guard in Emmanuel quickly who could potentially give you some pop. For me, I'd probably put that around a B draft. That's pretty darn good for the Knicks by Knicks standards. That's a darn good draft right there. For me, I, I, listen, I've seen Vernon Carey Jr. play quite a bit now. He He's a technician down low in the paint. This guy's got the fundamentals down. He's got the quickness. It's pretty deceptive at times. And he's an athlete, man. I, I like Vernon Carey Jr. a lot. I really do. Zeke Nagy is a bit more of a load. He's a little taller. I actually think, actually, now that I say load, I think he's actually a few, maybe 10, 20 pounds lighter, I think, than Vernon Carey. But he can he can explode as well, Zeke Naji and he's got some he brings some of the defensive stuff that vernon carey jr doesn't always bring both of those guys are interesting there now again some draft boards have this guy going a little bit lower in the draft than others but if he's on the table and again it might be a reach at this point at 27 but you guys know what i how i feel about sadiq bay out of villanova i think this kid is going to be a stud in the nba i really do Uh, there's been a, there's been a few now, Josh Hart, seen some good stuff from, at times, from Eric Pascal, Dante DiVincenzo, Villanova's got some guys now, besides Kyle Lowry in the NBA, I think Sadiq is the next one, who am I forgetting, I'm forgetting a big one here, um, goodness me who am i forgetting that's on the is he on the phoenix suns let me take a look i I, villanova man villanova's been pumping them out over the last five or six years the new biggies mikhail bridges of course another good another solid villanova product so that's where i'm at right now that's where i'm at again some have the knicks taking killian hayes at eight in this draft as well you guys know how i feel about killian hayes man it's it's arguably the biggest risk in the entire draft taking that kid it really is and listen there's other there's other drafts other mock drafts that have james Wiseman going to to, to minnesota and golden state taking Lamelo ball and not trading it away and then the hornets having to take anthony edwards and then from there, it's it's Armageddon. Some have Obi Toppin at four. And Tyrese Halliburton at seven. And then the Knicks have to settle with Killian Hayes. Some have the Knicks taking Devin Vassell out of Florida State. So it, it's, it's all over the place right now. It's all over the place. I saw a mock draft earlier today that had Kira Lewis Jr. going to 13 to the pelicans that's a high freaking pick because there's other boards that don't have him going till 28 to the lakers so again there's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing let me tell you not many people know what the heck's going to happen in this draft and again, some people have the Knicks taking Tyler Bay or Zeke Naji or Vernon Carey Jr. with that 27th pick. That's okay, but you better nail that first pick because nobody judges you on the fir- on that second first round pick until they judge you on that first first round pick. And that that taste lingers in mouths, people. If you screw up that first that first first round pick, easy for me to say that second first round pick that everyone thinks is okay yeah not looking too good now now again you shouldn't be doing it on on what everybody thinks remember that kp is a great example of that however make sure you get this right it's so so important that the knicks nail this oh, that's, it's why I'm nervous, man, it's why I'm nervous, I don't know what the heck the Knicks are going to do, I, I've gone, it's so funny, because the reason, that, again, because of the pandemic, because of the the mock draft boards being more all over the place than ever, because nobody's, not many people have seen other people in person, and, and all this stuff, and it's all over the place, man, it's all over, over the place as they as they say in the business it's all happening right now it's all happening nobody knows what the bleep is going to happen on draft night but i'm going to say this right now you will know by pick eight whether or not the knicks are going to have a good draft you're going to know right away you're going to know very early on in the night whether or not the knicks are going to be in good shape on draft night you might not. You you may even know the day before the draft, but you're really like it's gonna sink in. Well, maybe even well before pick eight, but I think by pick eight at the latest, you will know what the heck's gonna happen and how good this draft's gonna be. Every draft, you know, starts at a C. That's that's the baseline, and then you go up or down from there. You will know where that's trending by pick eight. And frankly, holy bleep, I have no idea what the Knicks are gonna do. You know what I think they should do. You know what I think they should do. If you're that, if you're, if you think it's Lamelo Ball, get him. If you don't, take Halliburton and go from there. Or Cole Anthony. Again, I have not wavered that I'd be fine with the Knicks taking Cole Anthony in this draft, especially if they trade down. If the Knicks trade down i think cole anthony's the guy but i also remember the knicks have wind and dine kira lewis jr so don't be so su- if the knicks do trade down don't be surprised if kira lewis jr is the pick there i wouldn't be surprised and then maybe you go tyler bay or maybe you go vernon carey jr or zeke Naji, and then in the and then in the third round sorry in the in third th- with the third pick in the second round i should say The Knicks have that third pick early in the second round at 38. Maybe there you go quickly and you grab a second guard. We'll have to see. There's so many different variables here. And on top of that, the Knicks are shopping around in trades and free agency. So, so much could or could very much not happen over the next couple of weeks I'll tell you this, by next week, you'll know my reaction and you'll know what's going on with the NBA draft. Guys, that's where we're going to end the show here. I'm going to end it here. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I don't know what to do with myself right now as far as the Knicks and the NBA draft is concerned. Let me know what you guys think the Knicks should do. It's your last chance to get your, your, your points in before next week's show. The plan for next week's show simply is this. I will be reacting live to the draft on Wednesday, November 18th. The next day we record on the Thursday. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be a big time show. We'll dive into everything that happened in the draft, not just with the Knicks, but with the rest of the NBA. We'll finally know what the heck's going to happen. And hopefully we'll have an idea of what the Knicks are going to do next. Until then, have a great week. I'll see you guys on draft night next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.